Welcome in to the first Buffalo Bills training camp update from two people who have yet to see any of training camp from the Buffalo Bills. Joe DiBiase and Derek Kramer sitting here in the WGR studios. They holding us out, and I don't like it. Right, but yeah, we're the ones updating you. It's, it's all right. We're, I'm, I'm literally itching at the chance to go to training camp. <laughs> how many how many Twitter videos have you uh, s- seen so far? Enough. I mean, it's the only way that you and I have been able to get to these because, you know, we're, we're I, here. I actually also had an inside scoop. Brian Koziel, Sabre yeah. host here, TD Green Golf Show, went to training camp on Friday, came in to grab some equipment or something, showed me about four or five videos of Josh Allen that I don't think he's technically allowed to post, so he didn't, mm. but he showed them to me, so I kind of got a good sense of uh, how jo- the second practice went for Josh Allen There we go. as well. Insider. Um, so we're going to bring you a lot of audio in this podcast, a little bit of analysis as well, and some updates from Sal Capaccio, both on his Twitter and once in a while live as well. Three words, I think, that describe the three quarterbacks going into that first day. Uh, Nathan Peterman, all right. Josh Allen, wild. E.J. McCarron, steady. You think that's uh, pretty accurate? Yeah. I mean, it really has been overall a little subpar for the collective of the quarterbacks, but something Eric Wood happened to have said on Twitter uh, was to the point of the offense generally starts slower in camp than the defense does. You also have to take into account that, well, this Bills defense might actually be pretty good this year, and you might have seen it on the first play of training camp. Yeah. When Peterman throws an out pattern and Tredavious White jumps this thing, and it's almost a pick six. Part of that could be, hey, is Peterman getting that ball out on time? Does he have the velocity? But the part that a lot of people are forgetting is Tredavious White should have been the rookie of the year. And... He's pretty good. He was a pro football focus. Um, We're going to hear interviews in this podcast from all three of the quarterbacks, Nathan Peterman, A.J. McCarron, and Josh Allen. We'll also hear from Bill's offensive coordinator, Brian Dable, a little bit more on the offense, not just the quarterback situation, but the wide receiver competition, looking for a deep threat on the roster. And Kyle Williams we'll hear from as well. He spoke on not just the defense, but what he's looking at across from him right now in the offensive line, what he sees on the O-line that's going to be in front of the Buffalo Bills quarterbacks. Going through some of Sal's tweets from the past few days, big praise for Josh Allen early in the first practice. Nathan Peterman getting first crack with the first team offense. Um, read anything into that? Peterman gets first crack at the first team offense on Thursday. Then on Friday, it's expected to be A.J. McCarron's turn, and it was... But Josh Allen rotates in on 11-on-11. So, so far we've seen Peterman basically work exclusively with the starters on the first practice, then work with the twos on Friday. McCarron working with the twos on Thursday, and then working mostly with the ones, but a little bit with the threes on Friday. And then Allen mostly with the threes and a little bit with the ones. So, anything you should take from reps and who's been playing with who so far? I wouldn't take anything into it until we hit August, really, on how the reps are working. Because you got to be able to get a pattern established first. And there is no pattern right now. It's rotation. And once the quarterbacks actually start to try to separate themselves, that's when we're going to start to see what matters and when these reps are being handed out. Right now, the first two days, first heck, even the first five days, 
I don't think you can take too much weight into it. And uh, don't panic if your favorite guy isn't getting all the reps that he that you want him to right now because, again, they're just getting started. And oh, how great is that feeling? Uh, wide receiver, read a couple tweets here, some good signs from Sal Capaccio's Twitter, at Sal Sports. Brandon Riley showing up early with a nice grab, stretching out for it. Rod Streeter picking up where he left off before last year's injury in preseason has already made three grabs out here, two with nice adjustments. That was on Thursday. Josh Allen with a beautiful play fake, leaving fullback Pat DeMarco wide open down the sideline, floated it in for an easy completion. After the play, Brian Dable, who we're going to hear from on the podcast here, had a huge smile and fist-pumped Allen. These are all good things here so far. And then Sal tweets, no one is keeping Brandon Riley from making this team this year. He just makes catches. Just caught one on the sideline, stopped on a dime, and took it upfield. This this year, Riley's going to make it out of camp, you think? Probably. And maybe... I think so, too. Can, can some of that be the lack of established players at the position? Yes. But you saw the guy have a good preseason last year, and he still didn't make the team, strangely enough. So... I think the Bills will recognize at this point, and when they play in these games again, teams will recognize. If Brandon Riley is placed on waivers to be designated to practice squad again, NFL teams won't let that happen this year. That is one other reason I think that the Bills will end up keeping him. He's a good athlete, too. He's not just like some slot receiver. Like, yeah, no. He he's 4-4-6. Four, four, he's got a solid, he's got solid set of skills and like someone him. that a lot of us have slept on. And I'll say myself included in that. I forgot to include him in the... Uh, in the article with the countdown to Bills camp. So, Ooh. yeah. Big omission. He's big, big omission. chip on his shoulder. Big omission. Chip you know on his I'm shoulder. I'm helping build the foundation. That's all <laughs> that is. That chip is from me there. A uh, uh, <laughs> couple other notes from camp so far. Ryan Groy was at center yesterday. Russell Bodine got a little bit on Thursday. Trent Murphy was starting at defensive end in practice number two over Shaq Lawson on the opposite side of Jerry Hughes. All right, let's get to some audio here. Let's start with the quarterbacks, and we'll start with rookie quarterback Josh Allen, who got a little bit of first-team time on Friday. Here is the Bills' rookie quarterback. What's it uh, been like to be around all these Bills fans so far just today? Oh, it's been awesome, you know. Uh, I continue to say we've got the best fan base in, in the world. They showed up today. It was a really good environment. The energy was high. It was fun to get out here and, uh, you know, hear them cheer. And, um yeah, look forward to do this uh, for a couple weeks. For being on the field, when you first actually throw the football to these receivers and truly practice with the team. It felt good. It felt good to get back out there. Obviously, uh, throwing with these guys that I threw with a few a few weeks ago. Um, but man, just getting back in the swing of football is awesome. You know, there's nothing like it. Nothing like these fans. It's awesome. Had that long break over the summer, but how beneficial was it to end mini camp on such a high note? There. Uh, it was nice. You know, carrying a little momentum into this. Um, obviously, you want to you want to end things how you start them. So we, we, we wanted to start fast today, and uh, now we're looking to end uh, you know throughout this uh, two week three week period. How comfortable are you with the offense so far? You know, I'm getting comfortable. Uh, just trying to, to learn, uh, learn from AJ and Nate. Just continue to grow every day, improve, and uh, you know really take what Coach Dable tells me to heart. And you know he's he's been around a lot of really good quarterbacks, um, and he he knows his stuff. So to be in the system with him, learning from him, uh, you know it's a quarterback stream. Josh, what, have you, what did you do for the, first, the six weeks you were off to prepare for your first NFL training camp? Uh, I was a groomsman in my buddy's wedding, Tanner Gentry. He's with the Bears, so I got to do that. Got to hang out with my family. Got to throw with my uh, quarterback coach down uh, in SoCal, Jordan Palmer. Um, just got to hang out with the family, the girlfriend, and, uh, and I had, had a good time. 
I'm sure Brian Dable will critique you from today. How would you critique your first practice? You know, I felt it went okay. Um, you know, obviously, I, I always focus on what happened badly in practice, and there's a couple throws that got away from me, and uh, the one where the running back was right in front of me just uh, kind of handcuffed me. I never really had one of those types of throws, so uh, good thing it happened in practice, not a game. Now we can you know, learn from it, continue to grow, um, and look on improving every, every day. You mentioned there's still a little bit of a curve, obviously, learning the offense. What is it that you're learning? Is it the verbiage? Is it route trees? What is it that specifically that you're kind of still trying to get a grasp of? You know, really everything in total. Um, obviously, the route tree, the, the, the plays that we have, and then the timing that you have with the receivers. So it's a lot of moving parts in an offense, and for an offense to work great, uh, you know, the quarterback's got to know what he's doing. So, you know, that's what me and Nate and AJ are looking forward to doing is learning this offense so we can go out, know what we're doing, Throw the ball on time. Let our playmakers go make plays. Josh, AJ said a group of people got together. This is quarterback Josh Allen speaking with the media. Um, I was not. Um, you know, there, there was some business that had to get taken care of, but uh, we are here now, and um, you know, we're we're here throwing, so it's nice. You what say business, there? you mean contract? I, I assume some stuff. And, yeah. And how nice is that to have that just behind you? Oh, uh, it's very nice. You know, um, I'm glad and you know, blessed to be a part of this great organization and. To be with these teammates and these coaches and the ownership that we have here is sensational. So I definitely think the Buffalo Bills are, you know, one of the best, if not the best, uh, franchise uh, in the NFL. These numbers get thrown around, but when when you get a deal like that, is there anything you think about money-wise, or are you not? Is that not the way you operate? No, I mean, I, you know, I, I love this game. You know, I don't play for the money. Um, it's the only thing I truly love in life besides my family and my faith and my friends. You know, football is. Uh, the thing in my life that's always been there and it's going to continue to be there hopefully for a long time and uh, you know that's kind of the cherry on top but at the same time I'm looking forward to playing football. You can love those things and love a big boat too. Is there, <laughs> I, I mean I guess car? you could say that but is there anything in particular? That, I'll, uh, I'll focus on that after after the football thing's over you know hopefully I'm playing this game for a long time and um, look forward to being with the Bills for a long time and you know it, it all starts now so I'm looking forward to learn like I said with uh, the quarterbacks that are here, the coaches that are here, and just trying to improve every day. There is Josh Allen. Now here is A.J. McCarron. First day out, you know, how did it feel getting back out there and you know, first day of training camp today? Yeah, it's always uh, it's always fun being back out with the guys, um, you know, getting out of those long meetings. Uh, those meetings take forever. And uh, just get back here and uh, back outside and throw it around. In the midst of a competition, how do things change now that you're actually at training camp and, and this is the last step of the process? Um, I mean, they don't, they don't change at all. You just go out and play your game and uh, do what you're supposed to do, and then the chips are going to fall where they fall. Have you been given any indication how the reps will go? Will you now be uh, just rotating in every day pretty much uh, with the ones and, and everything like that? Yeah, I mean, I have no clue. Um, it's something you have to ask Coach. I just come out whatever group I'm with and we'll play coach says obviously sooner rather than later he'd like to know who the starter is he'd like to have it figured out I'm assuming the the quarterbacks feel the same way correct yeah I mean well I mean that that's his that's his job so uh we just go play do what we're uh, told to do and then uh you know like I said whatever happens happens there were conversations of everyone getting together during that break did those ever materialize in anything yeah Yep, what we did. Who all was there? Where was it? Uh, yeah, I mean, we just leave that between us. Um, but, yeah, we got together and, uh, and did some work. What's your, uh, what's your 
comfort level at this point with the offense after having the whole spring? I know you're still installing stuff now, but what's your comfort level with it? Yeah, uh, much better. Um, you know, just OTAs, uh, trying to learn everything then, and uh, being in one system for four years is tough. Uh, you know, might have the same plays, but read the play different. Uh, might have the same play call, but it means something else. Like, um, so that, I mean, that was the toughest thing for me during OTAs, but I, I feel um, a lot more comfortable now. To the naked eye, to us, it looked like there was quite a bit of different formations going on out there. A lot of stuff already on day one compared to what we may have seen from previous camps. Does it seem like that for you, a big playbook like that for the, uh, coming in here? Um, I mean, I, I, offense is offense, really. I, I, I just, you know, play whatever, um, do whatever plays installed, whatever plays called, and uh, and just try to have fun. Time you've been a starting quarterback since Alabama. What have you done over the years to stay sharp and ready to be a starter? Well, I mean, I started in Cincinnati, a um, couple games. So, um, I mean, I you just prepare and uh, and practice like you're the starter. And it's the only thing you can do. And uh, you know, when you get your opportunity, you try to make the most of it and uh, and have fun. I mean, we're all blessed to be able to play this game. Uh, you know make uh, good money, and um, it's a blessing. Uh, so I just have fun. There is Buffalo Bills quarterback A.J. McCarron. Now let's go to the other guy who's gotten some pretty significant time with the ones early on in training camp, Nathan Peterman. How did you think your first day went? Uh, you know, it was great to be back out here. Obviously, there's a lot of things you can get better at, uh, some good things, but you know, always stuff to improve on. So um, it's just fun to get out here, get to compete again, and uh, be with all the guys. Nathan. AJ said a group you guys got together. Were you a part of that in this little break? Yeah, yeah, I was, and uh, yeah, we got some good work. Um, you know, it's always good to get good work with How the guys. Long were you guys together? Uh, a few days. Yep. Where was it at? Uh, Dallas. Yeah. Yeah. What is it like? There's three guys. You're all competing, sort of working together. It's, it's what football is supposed to be. You know, it's about competing every single day, um, earning your spot, and uh, just so thankful for the opportunity to get to do that. Um, obviously, for such a you know great team, great organization, and, and great city, so um, it's exciting to be a part of. So everybody else is focused on where we think you guys are. Do you have to block that out in terms of perceptions, or even in your own mind, where you might think you are in the pecking order? Um, you know, my job is just to come out and compete every day. So um, you know, you don't get wrapped up in all the outside noise. Um, you know, whatever it is, it's just. Uh, you know, between these white lines, you got to come out and perform and uh, be the best to, to help our team win. I know there's some level of ramp up with meetings, walk through before you get to, you know, your first practice where things are moving a little quicker. Did you feel like you guys just kind of stepped right back in to the flow of maybe where you guys were at the end of minicamp? Yeah, I thought we made um, obviously a lot of strides since since OTAs. Um, I mean, that was the great thing we put in, you know, phase one, phase two, phase three. Um, you know, I think it, it probably wasn't perfect today. Obviously, it's the first day. There, there's a lot of room to improve, and I think we're going to do that over the next few days. What did you think about, um, you know, Robert Malachi coming off an injury, didn't do much in the spring, and there he is getting rotated in, you know, with you guys with the ones there today. I mean, just what he's done. I mean, not a lot in the spring, but there he is getting an opportunity. Yeah, um, he was great. You know, I think he, he started off well in the spring and then just had the unfortunate injury. But... Um, I know he's been in Buffalo working hard, you know, the whole summer trying to get back ready. Um, we got so many guys just out here competing, and uh, that's what you want to see. What do you think about Robert? I mean, he seems to, you know, you know, he's a rookie. He's trying to learn as fast as he can, and it just seems every day he makes a play or two. Like, yeah. he just flashes. What, 
What is it about him and, and getting open? And you guys seem to find him with relative ease. Yeah, well, he's got a lot of talent, obviously, or else he wouldn't be here, you know, frankly. And uh, he's a hard worker as well, you know, wants to come out here and compete. And, uh, you know, he's got a good look in his eye, too, that he just wants to get better and he wants the ball, wants to make plays. So, um, you know, we got a lot of guys that do that, but but he's, you know, out there, um, you know, making the plays when his opportunity comes. And then and part of the rotation, part of the competition. But again, day one camp, mm -hmm. you're out there with the ones. And on some level, does that mean something to you at all? Um, you know, I, I try not to think about the whole rotation getting into that because you start overthinking it. And, you know, it's really, that, that's not the game you're playing. You know, we're playing against the defense. We're playing, um, you know, to try to drive the team down and, and score. So um, it doesn't matter who is lining up across from me. It's, it's about, you know, getting the ball in the end zone. Brandon Riley came in with you, same, well, he wasn't drafted, but same draft class essentially. When you see him out here and the work he put in last year, and you know what that takes because you weren't a starter pretty much all last year. You know, what do you see from him and the growth he's had from last year? Oh, you know, so much growth. And, and we've been close since we came in, just, you know, quarterback, receiver. And, um, you know, we kind of lived to, close together that, that first few weeks in OTAs. Um, so he, he's worked so hard. I mean, last year from practice squad, then, then getting activated. And, um, you know, he worked so hard this offseason, too. So I'm, I'm looking for big things for him. And I know he is for himself, too. I know it's a different, I'm sorry, I know it's a different offense. But how different do you feel than you did when you walked in here a year ago? And, and, and everything, in, at least in a pro level, is new. So different. I mean, you know, it's crazy talking with a lot of our rookie class just about how it feel, felt like we were just here, you know, um, yesterday in Rochester. So it's great to be back here, you know, play in front of crowds like this and, and the support we have. Um, and then to know what we're expecting, you know, um, to know that, hey, this is what it looks like. Uh, this isn't your first go around. Um, it's really helpful and I uh, just got to keep building on it. Do you think that's something that maybe fans or we don't always get that that first year, everything is new and everything, even though you've played the game, the pro game is different, camp is different, everything is different. Yeah, I'm not sure. I mean, it, it definitely is a, an adjustment, um, and it's just something that you got to jump right into and, and try to get caught up to speed uh, as fast as you can. But it's definitely good to be, you know, again, like the second year and, and just be on the, um, on the rise again. I know you've tried to put, to put behind what happened in L.A. behind you. I have to ask you, given the totality of last year, that game, and then you come in and you, you have the snow game and you get concussion and have to go out of that. Then you have to come in the playoff game and the situation. Did you ever look back at all and go, my God, what happened last year? Did you ever take a second to do that? Um, you know, absolutely. Um, but, uh, you know, you, you take a lot of the good things and, and the bad things. And, um, you know, I, I feel everything happened for a purpose. Everything happened for a reason. God has an unbelievable plan for that. And it's just made me stronger. And I believe I've learned so, so many great lessons from that. Um, and now I'm ready to, you know, move on. And, uh, you know, it's, it's a fresh start. Uh, like I said, it's great to be back here in Rochester again and uh, with a whole new team, a uh, whole new opportunity, and uh, looking forward to it. Pretty big segment of people who would consider you the underdog to win this job. Is that, some, is that a role that you kind of cherish? Is that something that you enjoy that's fine with you? Yeah, absolutely. I think that's, that's kind of been my whole life. Um, you know, I, and Pop Warner, they didn't even want me playing quarterback my first year. So um, it's always been a role of mine for some reason that, that God has, has let me have. And I, I'm thankful for it. I'm thankful for every opportunity um, and, and just ready uh, to get out here and compete. Nathan, what did you learn from being around Tyrod last year? Oh, so much. I mean, talk about a work ethic, um, you know, a consistent day-to-day -day approach that, that you can really learn from. And, and a great leader, too. You know, uh, uh, and as much as anything, leader by example. You know, you don't always have to be the rah-rah guy. And, um, you know, guys respect what they see, you know, sometimes more than what, what they hear. So um, I think I learned that from him a lot and, uh, you know, just trying to build upon, you know, all those experiences from last year. There's Peterman. So you heard from all the quarterbacks there. Now let's get a bit of perspective 
from their coach, offensive coordinator Brian Dable, his first training camp as Buffalo Bills OC. Here is Dable meeting with the media on Friday. It's good to be at camp. Um, got a lot of work on. Had a good spring. Implemented a lot of things. Guys came back with good retention. Now it's the next start of the process. Uh, pads come on tomorrow, so this is really, you know, it's another extension of an OTA day, basically, with no pads and limited runs and things like that. But um, guys have worked hard in the offseason. You can tell they're in condition. Did a good job on the conditioning test. And uh, ready to go to work. Hey, can you give us, uh, I know it's the first day, but everyone wants to know about the quarterback situation. Sean addressed it briefly yesterday. Mm -hmm. We just, you know, these are your three guys. You've got to pick one. Just give us where you stand early on. Yeah, it's it's only the second day, so really we're we're still in an extension of this OTA process that we talked about in spring. Um, they're going to have plenty of times to compete and work with some different units and different guys. Um, they're all required to know everything that we're putting in and work with different guys and see where they're at. Every day will be an evaluation process, just like it is for everybody. You know, whether it's a center position or a guard position, a receiver, um, that's where we're at. And each day, you know, we'll we'll evaluate, sit back. And, Really, the entire offense. Brian, I know it'll ultimately be Sean's decision who gets the starting job, but as a new coordinator, especially implementing a new offense, do you have a preference sooner rather than later? I think whenever the decision made is, is will be the right time. You know, we'll do our due diligence collectively as a staff, and you know, our head coach will will make a decision along with input from the rest of us, and you know, we'll, we'll know the right time. With a guy like Josh, what's the level between accepting? Well, I think you demand everybody's best performance, regardless who it is. Uh, rookie, tenure veteran, receiver, quarterback, that's your job as a coach is to demand their best. Um, and that's what they owe their teammates. So their understanding of the playbook, uh, their technique and fundamentals, their execution, their pre-snap stuff, their ability to protect the ball and lead their team down to score points. Um, that's his job, you know, it's AJ's job, it's Nate's job. Um, so I think you, you, you set a standard offensively, you set a standard for your players, you set a standard for your coaches, myself included. Um, and we're here to try to do our best every day. And that's what we owe each other, is to do our best, to work extremely hard, to get better every day and really to accept nothing less than that. Where the, uh, the installation, so everything that's been put in has been done once so far in spring, or twice, have you done everything twice at this point? You, you try to get as many reps as you can. Um, you're obviously limited in certain things in the spring. There are some things that we've repped multiple times. There's some things we've only repped a few times. Um, and again, it's an evolving process what guys do well, what they may struggle with, who's doing what, where you want to put the person, um, what one of the quarterbacks feels comfortable with versus maybe another. Um, so you have to do constant evaluation. There's a lot of communication that goes into it. And you know you get as many reps as you can get 
but training camp is, you know, it's going to be hard. It should be hard physically and it should be hard mentally on everybody um, because that's what gets you ready for the regular season. I've been part of these for a long time. Every one of them has been different, but the standard that you want to set really starts back in, in the spring, and that's what you have to demand. Is there an aspect of Josh's game over the first couple of months that, or personality traits that you see already and go, he's ahead of the curve already in that area? No, I think he's, he's just a hardworking guy like I talk about in spring. Uh, he's professional. He learns every day. He does his best not to make the same mistake twice. Um, he's got a good rapport with the players, and that's what you need to have at quarterback. You know, where he's at now compared to where he's going to be, you know, I can't tell you right now. We haven't been out there and practiced with pads or taken a hit or anything like that. Uh, but he's a he's a professional young man. How tough is it for a rookie quarterback to walk that line and make sure that you get the respect of some of the veterans on the team, but you're still a rookie quarterback? Well, I think anybody just needs to worry about doing their job. And if you do your job well and you take pride in it, you come prepared, uh, you're a good listener, you give good feedback, I think at any possession or with, with, with any player that we have, um, that's what we're, we're expecting. What level of input might you have had with respect to Robert Foster in the scouting process? And what made him attractive to you as an undrafted option after the draft? And I'm just curious what you kind of communicated to the scouting staff. Sure. Well, I mean, first of all, Brandon and Joe and their staff, they do a tremendous job. Um, it's a tough job. Um, Sometimes you don't realize as a coach how tough it is being down at Alabama and seeing all the scouts come through and the work they put in. You have a really uh, good respect for, for all the information that they try to gather. Um, you know, obviously I was with them for a year, so you, know, you get to know your players. Um, so whether it's personality traits or how he learns or you know type of routes he likes, I think no matter where I was, if I was at another place, it'd be the same thing. But they do, they do a great job. They did their due diligence. He's a hard worker. He's got good speed, obviously. Um, but he's got a long way to go like the rest of us. You know, we got, we got a long way to go, um, just like most teams in the league do. We're not anywhere where we need to be. And um, he's, been, he's been good in that regard. Hey, Brian, given the connection, though, with Sorry. Alabama, and, you know, obviously you must have had some input. They're not going to, you know, the scouts do their thing, but you would have him for a year. How much... Look, I'm just a, I'm just a piece of the puzzle. You know, I'm part of the team, and you know they ask me, um, like I said, like you get certain things. You're around a person every day, whether it's Robert or somebody else. If you're around him, you'll give your input in terms of work ethic and maybe character issues or anything like that. And he's he's a good kid. He's worked hard, um, and we expect him to continue to work hard. Just one last follow. Just one last follow on that because sure. his numbers just really weren't. Mm -hmm. It wasn't money numbers in Alabama. <coughs> what you know? What, what's the draw? I mean, outside of what you said already, yeah. he didn't have a lot of input down there. Yeah, he's know. he's obviously he's got a good redeeming quality and speed. Um, he has some familiarity, but I mean, we've been out here with you know no pads or not a lot of press coverage or anything like that. So you know, he knows he's got a long way to go. He's a, he's a great kid. He's a grinder. He's a worker. Um, so we'll see how it goes.
it's one thing to draw up on your experience in New England where Tom Brady was the guy for well, forever. Um, but can you draw up on maybe your time in Cleveland or um, and just the challenges of the challenges and what you look for as the competition progresses through, you know, training camp through spring and then in, into training camp. Can you draw up on that? Yeah, I think you draw upon all your experiences wherever you've been. Um, but in this case, it's a new case. It's a new year. Um, we're in a competitive business. You know, we are, you guys are, everything's competitive in what we do. Um, it'll sort itself out. You know, you, you got you to gotta evaluate every day. You got to put guys in different situations. And like I said, it'll, it'll sort itself out. It always does. And that just as a follow-up, are, are there mile posts that you look for? You know, where's this, you know, where are we a week one in the training camp? Where, what, what are you looking for in week two? Yeah, I think our motto is just improve every day. All you can control is is today, and what you have to do today. You know, training camp there there is a lot of installation. You know, and sometimes there's more meeting time, sometimes there's less meeting time, and you know we put in new stuff. The defense puts in new stuff. So there's multiples of multiples, and as many times you can get different looks that that suits you well. Who did you see and watch in spring at receiver that made you feel like you? Well, look, we got a we got a long way to go from spring. I think all those guys did a good job with Terry and Chad. Um, they all have different redeeming qualities. There's, there's different ways to stretch a field vertically. It could be just straight speed and run goes, but there's different technique things and and different routes. So we have we have um, a lot of guys that are working and competing right now to do it, and uh, we'll see how it ends up going. You know, Kelvin uh, Benjamin has very got a lot of credentials coming in. You know, aside from him, though, I mean you. They have guys who've done things, but they're new. Do you view this receiving competition as is it as wide open as it seems? Yeah, I think what a great opportunity! What a great opportunity to have as a player to come in here and compete, show your worth, get better every day. You have opportunities, you make them. There's Brian Dable, Bills offensive coordinator. Remember, you can always catch all of this audio on demand at WGR. 550.com, and you're pretty close because you're already there right now listening to this podcast. And uh, one thing Dable said that I want to get your opinion on, he talks about the wide receiver competition and how there's more than one way to get a deep threat. It's not just running super fast down the sidelines. And I wonder if that's just a cop-out to not having the guy with that burner speed. So It's not the cop-out, and here's why. Uh, one of the biggest problems that the Bills had in addition to speed last year overall in the receiving core was getting off the line of scrimmage. Separation on press coverage is an easy way to establish a deep threat, uh, deep threat there. Because once you get off the ball like that and the jam has been beaten, that corner's chasing you the whole time. All you need is a steady ball ahead of the receiver so that the corner can't make the play on it, and you've got a deep threat all of a sudden just like that. Getting off the ball, getting separation off the ball was one of the biggest problems of the Bills receiving core last year. And if they want to establish some form of a deep threat from somebody on this team, mm. beating the press is a great way to start. Um, now let's hear some more audio here from Kyle Williams. We'll transition a little bit to the defense here, but also a little bit on the offensive line and what Kyle Williams is seeing 
across from him. The offensive line is probably one of the bigger position group questions going into the season because of the departure of Richie Incognito and Eric Wood and Corey Glenn. I mean, those are the three guys that were the most proven talents on your offensive line, and, and they're all left gone. side. Yeah, and it's not like they're bringing in a bunch of rookies, a bunch of unknowns. Wyatt Teller's a name probably to look out for, a fifth-round rookie of Virginia Tech. But like these are guys that they're plugging in that have played in the league. Russell Bodine has played in the league for the Bengals. Vlad Dukas played in the league last year for the Bills and a little bit for the Ravens before that. Um, John, John Miller. Miller has I played. I think he's going to bounce back here because, like a lot of players under Rick Dennison's system, he was severely miscast. And he's not meant for that system uh, of a of his own scheme. And now that they're back to a little bit more of a power run scheme there, and that Dable is versatile and willing to work with his players, that helps. Mm-hmm. Um, Miller should be bouncing back into a starting spot. Good, good. Let's hear from Kyle Williams' perspective on the defense and also his thoughts on the Bills' offensive line. Last time on day one, the media wasn't coming after you to, and asking you for questions. We kind of let you go yesterday. I don't, I don't know. Maybe that's why yesterday was such a good day. <laughs> no, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, sometimes you hit or miss. You never know. 13th year here. Um, I know you were considering things back in the off season, but you know, where are you at now and mentally and, and ready for year number 13? I feel great. Once I, once I pull the trigger on something, I'm full steam ahead. I got a narrow focus, and I'm ready to go. How's the vibe around this team different now that that playoff drought has been lifted? Uh, it's not. You know, our intensity is high. We're out here trying to get our work done, trying to do the right things and build the team the right way. I mean, whether you're coming off a playoff run or a Super Bowl run, that's the way it's got to be. The expectations are always high. You've been through so many defensive coordinators, but now you do have continuity again. You've had that a couple times in your career. How much more can you guys build on from last year as opposed to just kind of being where you were? Is there is there more of the playbook you can use now? Yeah, I think we'll uh, we'll add some things. We'll... Um, kind of you know maybe dabble in a few new things we got some new personnel going in um so there's a comfort level with us with some guys like star who's been in the system before so uh i think uh, our arrow's pointing up we got a lot of work to do and a, and a short time to get there so we got to get busy early thoughts on you know the new additions nets to you star and trent and i mean the only the only assumptions i'll make is what i've seen them do in the past which is playing in real games which is saying hey these guys are really good players um, enjoyed watching them play, and now I know I'll enjoy playing next to them. On the opposite end of the spectrum, there's Tremaine Edmonds, obviously very young in the huddle call and plays. What's his composure like when, when he's out there with you guys? Uh, he's done a great job so far. You know, he's got good guys around him, you know, Zoe and different guys helping him recognize things. He's communicating well, which is, which is a big part of his job. How does the development and things ramp up when you start going full-born pads? Well, I mean, it, it, the the physicalness will take a tick up, but, I mean, the speed-wise and all that, I mean, there's not a there's not a drastic change between what we do now and what, what when we're wearing these things. So, um, you know, well, you'll get some more collisions and a little more uh, grind on the double teams, but it's all pretty close to what we're doing now. Our game is so, you know, speed-oriented, eyes, hands, and feet, but you'll see a little uptick in it, but it'll get uh, it'll only get tougher as we go along. Fans are concerned about the offensive line changeover without Eric and Richie. You go against these guys every day who are now the new guys in the offensive line. What do you see from the guys out there? Well, I think the thing to remember is, you know, Groy played when Eric broke his leg two years ago and did a great job. Uh, Russell's played a ton of football in Cincinnati. Vlad and John have both played considerable amounts of football in the NFL. So it's not like we're throwing some guys in there who never played. Um, I think the main thing is figuring out who's going to be where, continuity, and letting those guys work together. What kind of differences do you notice from Sean, his second go-around as the head coach here at camp? Nothing. 
Uh, I mean, it basically goes back to the question earlier. You know, have expectations changed? Have what we want to accomplish changed? No, it's always the same. His voice is the same. We're going to compete, we're going to be tough, and we're going to have all-out effort. Oh, he's done a good job. You know, obviously he's taken everything in stride and learned everything. Um, he's asked the right questions, you know, just going out and competing. So, you know, he'll continue to grow. He's going to get opportunity to get some reps, especially as we go through camp in the preseason, and that's the only way to get better is more and more reps. There is Bill's veteran, and emphasis on the word veteran, defensive lineman Kyle Williams. And uh, one thing we have not yet addressed here on the Buffalo Bills training camp update is LaShawn McCoy. There is an active investigation currently and still ongoing in Georgia on his domestic violence accusations um, with his ex-girlfriend. And that was addressed by McCoy. That was addressed by both Brandon Bean and Sean McDermott. McCoy just taking really, just addressing it right out the gate when he spoke to the media and moving past it, would not answer questions again after that. The sense that I get from listening to the general manager, to the coach, and to the Bills running back, who is under investigation, when they say they don't expect something to come down from the NFL, I think they think he's going to be on the field for week one. Yeah, they sound pretty confident about that, particularly Brandon Bean sounded pretty confident about that. Not just in the presser, but when he talked with Chauvin Bulldog mm-hmm. on Thursday as well, it, he reiterated that point. So it sounds like Bean expects it and McDermott expects it that McCoy will be there for this team to start the season. We have seen players not get charged with anything and happen to grab a one or two game suspension from the NFL. Or Ezekiel Elliott last year got a six game suspension or four game four game suspension. Yes, and I. Part of that, I think, is because of the severity of what we heard of the case. We're not mm-hmm. hearing much in McCoy's case right now. We did have a picture, though, that looked did pretty a, severe. It but, did look pretty gruesome. Yeah. But again, um, not many details are out on it yet. And maybe there are more details. Maybe there is nothing else that comes to the forefront. We have no idea. Um, but at the same time, if the Bills end up with a game without McCoy because the NFL just happens to hand something out just because, uh, I think the Bills will... Uh, the staff will be able to plan accordingly for that, for it, one game. It is so important to, like, just st- speaking strictly on the field, for this team to have success this year on offense, to be able to move the ball, I already think they're going to have a big challenge doing that with the questions at offensive line, with the questions at wide receiver. For them to not have McCoy oh, and on who's the field. the quarterback? Would be in who the quarterback, obviously. I can't even believe I skipped right past that. Um, McCoy being on the field for them on the field is huge. Not just is he their entirety of their rushing offense, but he also was their leading receiver last year with 59 catches. So he's their most dangerous weapon out of the pass game. And you're going to lose out on some rushing ability that you had from the quarterback position last year in Tyrod Taylor. That's 500 yards, roughly, that you're just you're not going to get from these three guys in Josh Allen, A.J. McCarron, and Nathan Peterman. Maybe Allen gives you a little bit of something in that aspect if he were to start, but you're not getting Tyrod Taylor, which was one of the elite running quarterbacks in the NFL. We're talking just strictly rushing here. So that yardage is going to have to come from somewhere. Does that come from Chris Ivory? Does that come from... Travers Cadet, um, Trent, or uh, not Trent Murphy, um, Murphy, 
What's Murphy's first name? It's not Lewis Murphy. Marcus Murphy. Marcus Murphy. Jeez. Um, we're the experts, we're gonna people. Cu- we're going we're gonna to cut that part <laughs> out, actually. Um, Marcus Murphy <laughs> as well. So McCoy, to me, like there's more pressure on him to carry the load this year for the offense because you're missing out on some of that rushing from the quarterback. Does that get made up for in the past game? Maybe, but like I said, McCoy led your team in receptions last year. He's also an integral part of the pass game. Yeah, and again, you have some guys that can help out in the pass game as well in case of a McCoy injury even. Uh, Tavares Cadet, namely on that list there. Taiwan Jones is a guy that a lot of people forget about. This staff really likes him, and they were giving him some of those touches before he ended up getting hurt, and... Taiwan Jones may try to refactor into the conversation again. A guy who plays special teams for you. He's been returning kicks in training camp as well. So he might be a name we have to go ahead and stash in the back of the head for a moment here while training camp goes on as the preseason is about to get started. Recap of the show today. You heard from Kyle Williams. You heard from all three quarterbacks and Brian Dable. The first team quarterback reps so far, all three have gotten time with the starters, Allen getting the least amount, just basically doing one 11-on-11 drill so far. Hey, camp gets going here with, uh, keeps going on through the weekend. Got a couple morning practices with Saturday and Sunday. By the time of this recording, camp's gotten started on Saturday, so sorry. Not Christmas in July Christmas well in July. For Sunday. You like yeah. that? I'm excited yeah. for Pirate Day, which is towards Pirate Day? Near, near the end of camp. But. You... you... Yeah, I'm, Pirate Day. I'm, I'm Doesn't not Sean make McDermott my joke. just seem like a he? No, he, he put an eye patch no. and a bandana, or not a bandana. Okay, maybe a maybe a with the eye patch, anyone could look like a pirate with See, an eye patch, bro. McDermott, he could definitely pass for a pirate. He wouldn't be like the like the main pirate though, but like like the 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 one B. I kind of want to. I kind of want to see if any of the coaching staff has any pirate attire on the pirate Who, day. Who's the one from Peter Pan? Smeed. That's what Sean, Mc, Sean McDermott's skinnier, of course, but like that—that that would be him, like Smeed. He wouldn't be Blackbeard, obviously. Yeah, with like with like the light beard going in. I, I'd like to like, see though if McDermott the, could pull a beard off. I kind of wanted to see if any coach wears a pirate hat. Ooh, who yeah. would be the coach to wear a pirate? It'd be Dable. Right? Oh, Dable. Dable looks like a pirate. Dable. Oh, Dable would look <laughs> Dable like looks, a big time. Yeah. Dable could be big time pirate material. Uh, pirate days towards uh, the later part of camp, though. <laughs> uh, t- uh, Christmas we went, in July. We went is, way uh, too much into the. I think we did. The, I think we did the perfect amount. All right, that's going to do it for us here on the Buffalo Bills training camp update. Stay locked on to WGR550.com for all your updates on Buffalo Bills training camp on Twitter at WGR550 on our website. Like I just said, on demand audio as well. Don't forget follow the beat Sal Sports. Yep, at Sal Sports. That is the best play to get play by play and live updates from what is going on on the field at St. John Fisher College. For Jody Biasi and Derek Kramer, thanks everyone for listening. Stay tuned for more training camp updates right here on WGR550.com.